Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. Acts 3.19. So let's start here. It says, let's get this, uh, let's get this holiday weekend started right, right? We're going to start with repent. <laughs> Fourth of July, here we come, baby. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Why? So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I love this verse. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, today, since I only have one shot at you, before we go to camp, and then we'll take a break. I have uh, just, just one message I just want to preach to you. It's not in a series. It's just something I've been thinking about and feeling, and I feel like, I feel like it's something that you guys really need today, and I need it. And I want to talk today about the title is this. I'm getting my strength back. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting my strength back. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm getting my strength back. So I was thinking about this verse in Acts 3, 19. It says, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, I feel like this is one of these messages that I need, but we all need really badly right now. And that's why I wanted to preach about it before we take a break next week and we go into the summer season of July, but I want to talk about I'm getting my strength back. Now, I was thinking about this. When is the last time have, have I ever even heard somebody say, when I ask them, how you doing? That they ever said anything like, I'm rested. <laughs> I'm refreshed. I'm energized. I, I feel great. I feel wonderful. I don't think I can remember the last time I've heard anybody talk like that or act like that. And I, and I talk a lot to believers, not just unbelievers. That's a problem. Now, I'm not saying that with condemnation, with judgment. I'm saying because God has provided way better for us. And there's an issue that none of us can ever say that to each other and be honest. I'm not saying the church answer you give at church. I'm saying the real answer you give, which is usually I'm tired, kind of frustrated, kind of burned out, kind of just tired of all this COVID nonsense, the pandemic. I'm just tired of it all. Most people are there and have been there for two and a half years. And I understand that because I feel that way too. But God has provided better for us as believers. We're not meant to live just like the unbelievers do. We're not meant to live like the world does. We should be very, very different. Not just spiritually different, but physically different, mentally different, emotionally different, in every way different than the world around us. Why would they want what you have if you're just like them? They wouldn't. But God has provided better for us. And I want to talk about that because I feel like a lot of us, because we felt that way for so long, what does that do? It drains your strength from you. Yes, 
especially your spiritual strength. If you've got no spiritual strength, you can't do what God has called you to do and to be the person God has called you to be. And you can't get into what God has for you if you have no spiritual strength. So we're going to talk about that today because think about this. Since really late 2019, 2020, we have lived in this place physically, emotionally, mentally of traumatic event after traumatic event as a world that we've faced. Then on top of that, COVID, the economy, political divisions, racial divisions. Uh, they, they say on the news with people not just getting fired, but people changing jobs, the great resignation, all this happening, job turnover, Russia, Ukraine. And that's been in the time frame of the past several years. And really the people that study this say that really all those traumatic events haven't really fully hit us yet. Because they don't hit you till later on. When you're actually going through those things, you actually put up safety things to protect you from the traumatic thing you're going through. And those traumatic things don't come till later. So they said really after the pandemic is when we're going to need the most help with mental health, with emotional health, with physical health. Because all those things that we tried to deal with in our own strength are going to catch up to us of what we went through. And we're starting to enter into those days as... Americans and as the world around us that all those things that we tried to protect ourselves from now we're feeling the effects of being locked in our house for months and months at a time for fearing for for our life because no one knew what COVID-19 was or like they literally shut the world down that that was a lot of fear for everyone Believer and unbeliever alike and, and the racial tensions and the political tensions and, and all these things add up eventually and you get to the place where you got no strength. If the world has no strength, we shouldn't look just like they do. But a lot of believers, we've lost our spiritual strength. They, they say in a recent Barna Research um, study that 40% of pastors want to get out of the ministry. After the past several years, 40%. So guess what? If the leaders feel that way, guess what the people in their church feel like? Way worse. You guys ain't saying amen yet. You can jump in anytime you want. But 40% of pastors want to quit the ministry after the past several years. Now I don't, by the way, so just calm down. But that doesn't mean I don't feel weary from the past three years. That doesn't mean I don't feel tired or worn out. Why? Because we've learned in the past three years that whatever you do as a pastor, somebody's not going to like it. Right? If you're for mask, people aren't going to like it. If you don't want to wear a mask, people aren't going to like it. If you're for Black Lives Matter, people don't like it. If you're for Police Lives Matter, people don't like it. You could not win in the past three years if you were a pastor. If you said something bad about Biden, you got roasted. If you said something bad about Trump, you got roasted. And lucky for you, I said it about both. Because I don't care. I'm on God's side. I'm on the word side. I'm on the church's side. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Oh, come on, I should have got a better amen. But over the past three years, two or three years, we've, we've seen this. That's why 40% of pastors want to quit because with their own church people, they can't win. Yeah. 
no matter what side they go to. I, I remember this during COVID that some people didn't come back to our church because we were wearing masks. And then some people didn't come back because when we took off of our, our mask. <laughs> some people thought I said too much about racism. Some people thought I didn't say enough about racism. This isn't my message. I'm just, this is free therapy right now. <laughs> Some people were mad that we didn't open the church back quick enough. Listen, I couldn't. I was going to go to jail, y'all. <laughs> just trying to do live stream the best we could. We tried. It's not the same. We realized that. It's not the same as in person, but we did what we could for the time we could. But, but all those things everyone has faced, leaders have faced, all of us have faced it. But if 40% of pastors want to quit... Their congregations definitely want to quit with what they've went through. And that's understandable. But I'm here to say it's time to get our strength back. Are you with me? It's time to get our strength back. And, and what I mean by strength back, I'm talking about your spiritual strength back. Not just your physical strength. I'm not talking about going and lifting more weights. That wouldn't hurt you. But I'm not even talking about your mental toughness and your mental strength. I'm talking about your spiritual strength. Because if you get spiritually strong, guess what? The rest of your body and your mind will come in line with the spiritual strength you have. Because that's the real you. Is your spirit. So let's get our strength back. Look at this verse, Proverbs 24, 10. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And that's what we've seen. A lot of us, not just talking about you guys, I'm talking about the world. But a lot of us went into 2019, 2020, already running on fumes. Already burnt out. Already tired. Already had bad habits. Already barely spiritually had any strength. And then that situation threw us over the edge. And that's why you see so many people in the past three years quitting jobs, quitting marriages, quitting churches. You name it. Why? Because if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Not just your spiritual strength, but every part of you. We need to get our spiritual strength back. The Bible says it like this. Even though our outward man is perishing, our inward man can be renewed and strengthened day by day. Now that can happen, but we have to play a part in strengthening our spirit. But what this verse tells me as well is that we can go through very difficult things, but yet if we're spiritually strong, we can get on the other side of it. That we can make it through to the other side. That we can go through traumatic things and, and make it on the other side. That we can go through disease and death and divorce and we can get on the other side of it. That we can go through anxiety and get on the other side of it. That, that we can go through job layoffs and, and depression and we can get on the other side of it if we have enough spiritual strength. But if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. We haven't kept our spirits strong. And for most people, even believers, the last thing that we really try to strengthen is our spirit. 
Because we live in a world that's so focused on our mind and our body, we neglect our spirit. You know, one of my favorite quotes, Brother Hagin used to say it, but we wonder why we're so spiritually weak. It's because we, we feed our body three hot meals a day, but our spirit one cold snack a week. And we expect to be spiritually strong. We won't be. We won't be. We, we go to the gym and we, we go run and we go do all these physical exercises, but we never strengthen the real us anyways, which is our spirit. And then we wonder why we fall apart when these tragedies happen, these pandemics happen, these tough things in life happens. Why? Because if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. All right now. Now, the fact that you're still in church in 2022 is, means you, you made it to some level. You're here. So you didn't completely faint, but I feel strongly with a lot of us in here, including myself, we need to get our strength back. Our spiritual strength that God has for us. Here's something encouraging to know that I like to think about as a pastor. Because I see everything going on in the world and it can be freaky, scary, intimidating. You're like, man, it would have been a lot easier to be a pastor in like 1910. You know? There's no social media. There's no cell phones. Like horse and buggy. Everyone just went to church. Everyone just loved the Lord automatically. 1910. Just, just no conflicts. Everything was great. Now, you realize that's not true. But sometimes you, you, you dream about the good old days. I didn't even live in 1910, but I'm just thinking like, or the 1950s, like it was just a better time in the world. But this is what we need to know. This should encourage you and me. God knew what it would be like in 2022, yet he still had all of you here for such a time as this. He could have put you in human history at any point because he is God. But yet he put you here in America in 2022 for such a time as this because he knew that you could handle it. And he knew that you could make it through. And he knew that you could be a witness and you could be a light in a dark world. And he knew that he could put you here for this time and this day and this age. He didn't have you born 100 years ago or 200 years ago. He had you born right now. And it's not an accident. It's on purpose. I don't know about you, but that should encourage you that God knew that I could handle this. That's why he put me into human history at this time in my life. And not just me, all of you. Because he knew you could make it through. It's not an accident. You were born at this time in this era of human history. God knew it. And he did it on purpose. Because he's like, you are the right people for the job. I know a lot of us sometimes are like, no, not me, God. Let me go back. <laughs> Let's go back to the 50s, the 1900s. Let's just go back. It was, it was easier back then. No, God knew what he was doing, and he has you here for a specific reason. That should encourage all of you in here. Hey, if God believes in you, and he put you here in human history, then you should believe in you. <laughs> that you can make it, and you can do everything God has called you to do, despite the circumstances around you. 
But we need to get our spiritual strength back. Really, the greatest witness to the world is seeing people that are full of spiritual strength. And when, when, the, when the times get darker and the, the situations seem more scary and intimidating, the light shines brighter. But not if we're all acting the same way that they are. We're, we're a witness when we walk around with spiritual strength. We, we're a witness when we walk around with this spirit of being at rest and at peace and refreshed when everybody else is the complete opposite of that. That's the greatest witness, not you just talking to your coworkers about Jesus. You living like that, they'll want to know what you're taking. Are you on drugs? Did you have a CBD gummy before you came in? Because you seem a little too peaceful right now. No, it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Listen. That's the greatest witness. And I don't know about you, but I'm attracted to people like that. Get me close to people like that. Let me hang around with people like that. Not the people that are just as irritated as me. Frustrated. No, I'm trying to run from those people. I'm like, let me get next to my dad. And dad's one of those people. He, he's usually not rattled by many things. He, he's a peaceful man. He's a joyful man. He's a refreshed man. He's a rested man. To the point people like me get irritated about it. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? You know why? Because I'm trying to get somebody to jump in this thing with me. You know what I mean? If I'm upset about something, I'm like, Dad, this is a big deal. We got to do something about it. It's like, it'll be okay, Jordan. We'll just pray about it. Now let's just do something about it. It'll be all right. You know, God, God, God's going to move. Everything's going to be okay. And that's what, this is when I miss mom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I need somebody to jump in my drama with me. I need somebody to get upset about a situation with me. And I need mom right now. But how many of you know people like that doesn't ultimately help you? You're getting quiet in this church. The people we want to jump in the drama with us, and that does, they don't ultimately help you for, for promoting your frustration and your irritation and your, your offense at other people and your bitterness and your depression, your anxiety. We like those people, but they don't ultimately help you. Who helps you? The people that are peaceful and rested and refreshed and have spiritual strength, and they're not going to jump in your frustrated bandwagon with you. They irritate you, but those are the people you need. Are you with me today? But what about a whole church family that's like that? How much of a light in a dark world could we be if we all live like that at the grocery, at the gym, at our jobs, in our houses, if we were all like that? Because we can be if we got spiritual strength. We can be one of those people like my dad. Other people I've noticed, you know, I listen to a lot of Pastor Keith Moore. Some of you know who he is, some of you don't. But every time I've ever heard him, he just has such a joy and peace and restfulness about his preaching, his life. I want to be like that. We should all want to be like that. And it's available not for the spiritual elite, but for all of us if we do the things to become a person of spiritual strength. Are you with me so far? 
But what a witness in this world that we could be the presence of God wherever we go. How many know the presence of God is not chaotic, frustrated, irritated? It's peaceful. It's loving. It's kind. There's a joy about it. There's a refreshing about it. There's a restfulness about it. What if when we came into our jobs, that was what came with us? Two people. Come on now. No, it's possible. Stop saying it's not possible. It's possible. That's the greatest witness. And we came into the grocery store, and that presence came with us. And we came into the church, and that presence came with us. And we came into our house, and that presence came with us because we had some spiritual strength about us. Because your spirit is the most important part of you. Your spirit. Now, you have a soul, you live in a body, but your spirit is the real you. The you that's connected to God. The Bible says, once again, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Your spiritual strength is small. But we can be a non-anxious presence in the world we live in today. That is the greatest light and hope that people around us need to see. Trust me, they'll be attracted to it. You don't even have to bring up Jesus. They'll say, what, what's going on here? Did you not watch the news yesterday? I saw it, but I'm at peace. God's got this. Did you hear about the new virus? Yeah, I heard about it. I believe Psalm 91. I believe that God can protect you. I believe that no plague will come nigh my dwelling. I believe that his angels keep me in all his ways. And I believe that. So, so I'm at peace about it. I mean. Well, did you hear about the racial tensions and the new info about Trump and the new info about Biden? Did you hear about this and that? Yeah, I heard about it. I care, but I'm also at peace. I'm rested. I'm refreshed. We can be that way, guys. We should be that way, guys. The life that you want looks that way, guys. But it comes through spiritual strength. Okay. We're getting our strength back, right? I'm in the right church. We're getting our spiritual strength back. I want to talk about some ways that we start getting our spiritual strength back. Or I'm going to name some things that could be taking away our spiritual strength and what we should do. The first one is prayer. Prayer. Now, when we talk about prayer... There's many types of prayer in the Bible, but I want to talk about two specific prayers that helps us get our spiritual strength back. The first I would call is casting prayer. Casting prayer. Let's read a verse here, 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 in the Amplified. It says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Notice what it says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. That's what the Bible calls 
casting prayer. Now, here's a major key for why people don't have spiritual strength. If you're trying to carry your life, you will not be strong. If you're trying to carry the weight of America on your shoulders, you will not be strong. If you're trying to carry the weight of all these things around you on yourself, you will not be strong. It will wear you down. The weight of these things in life will crush you. That's why a lot of believers are so spiritually weak because they're carrying all these heavy things and eventually it crushes them. But God never wanted you to carry those things. That's why he says, cast all your cares on me for I care for you. called casting prayer. That means get it out of your hands and get it into God's hands. Because in your hands, you'll mess it up. But in God's hands, it will work out the way it needs to work out. But most people are not spiritually strong. Why? Because they've been trying to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. And you can't do it. No wonder you're tired. No wonder you're burned out. No wonder you're frustrated. Because the world's kind of heavy to carry. Your own life's kind of heavy to carry, and that's how you got so many believers. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm burned out. No wonder. Because you can't carry the weight of your own life on your shoulders. And the more you try to, the more it will crush you. You were never designed to carry the anxiety, care, worry of this world on you. Most people do. That's why they have the physical symptoms they do. That's why they have the mental, emotional things they do because they're taking all the care, anxiety, worries to themselves. You can't do it. So we live in a generation that is burned out because they've been trying to do it. But there's another way. The Bible calls it casting prayer. That in prayer, we take all of our worries, anxieties, cares, things that irritate us and we take it all and we give it and not just gently hand it. The word cast means to throw. Get this away from me. You throw it at God and guess what? He's a good catcher. He can catch it. And you give it to him. And then when you walk away from that prayer time, you're going to be different from the way you walked in because you're not carrying it anymore. That's how you start getting your spiritual strength back up because you're not carrying these heavy weights and burdens on your shoulders. It's called casting prayer. Now, the thing with me is this, and I know some of you are are just like me. You make excuses why it's okay to worry about stuff in your life. Anybody here? (laughs) Here's what I say. You want, to, you want to know what I say to defend myself on why I have a right to be irritated, frustrated. <laughs> this is what I say all the time. Listen, I am responsible for my family. I'm responsible for Natalie. I'm responsible for this church. I'm responsible for dad's ministry. And if I don't do it, it won't get done. So, yeah, I got to care about this. And I got to. Y'all don't want an honest pastor? Sometimes I don't always have this volume, but this is the way I feel all the time. Somebody's got to care about this because nobody else cares. I got to care. 
And, and, and in some sense, you feel good about that because you're taking personal responsibility for it, and that's good. But you got to realize at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. And then after that, you have to give it to God. Because I am limited in what I can do with this church. I'm limited in what I can do with my family. I'm limited on what I can do with Natalie. I'm limited on how I can help dad in his ministry. But I serve a God who's unlimited. I serve a God who has unlimited resources, unlimited power, unlimited ability. So I have to give it to him. I got to do what I can do so God can do what I can't do. Am I in the right church? Okay. Because maybe some of y'all are like me. You're like, yeah, I agree with that verse, Pastor, but I, I got to take a little bit of it. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, God, here's a couple things, but I got the rest. Don't work like that. You do what you can do, but then you got to cast it on him for he cares for you. Cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries. And the Amplified says once and for all, don't go take it back. Don't go looking for it. That's another thing we get into. God, I gave it to you last night, but in the morning, you looking for it. Where's that care at? I knew I left that care somewhere. Where's that care at? And then you tell yourself again, somebody's got to care about it. Let me go pick it back up. God, where'd I put, where'd I put the care? That anxiety, I need it back just this morning. I'll give it to you later, but I got to handle it for a little bit. How many know every time we do that, it hurts us? It doesn't help us. And every time we do that, what is it doing? It's taking our strength. It's taking our strength. It's taking our strength. It's taking our spiritual strength. And then we wonder why we're not spiritually strong. Because you've been carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. The song doesn't say you got the whole world in your hands. No, he has the whole world in your hands. You can't carry it. You can't even carry your life by yourself. How are you going to carry the whole world? We cast our cares on him for he cares for us. Here's another verse, Psalm 55 and verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. You hearing me? Releasing the weight of it. How many people have said this? I mean, I just feel really heavy. I wonder why. Why do you feel so heavy? Because you got it on your shoulders. What does this say? Cast your burden, cast your cares on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. And this is what will happen. And he will sustain you. He'll give you strength. He will never allow the costly righteous to be moved, to made to slip, fail, or fall. That's what happens when we cast our cares on him. And we release the weight of it. You can just write this down, but in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, we know this passage. But what did Jesus say about this? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Yeah. I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you refreshing. I'm going to give you strength. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly heart. For my yoke is easy 
and my burden is light. How many Christians you know like that? I don't know many. That's a problem. Here's something you need to understand. If you're carrying something and you say it's the Lord and it's heavy and you're burned out and you're grumpy about it, it's not from God whatever you're carrying because he said his burden is light and it's easy. You know why it's light and easy with Jesus? Because he's the one helping you carry it. You're not doing it by yourself. He's the one who's got it with you. Whatever responsibility, whatever thing he's given you to do in your life, it's not just you carrying it. That's why it's light and easy because he's doing the work and you're walking with him. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Are you receiving this today? So one way we get our spiritual strength back is we need to do casting prayer. To cast our cares on him for he cares for us. Most believers don't do very well at that. I don't. And then we wonder why we're not spiritually strong. Because we need to give it to him once and for all. But here's another type of prayer that I feel like strengthens you spiritually. Praying in the spirit. The Bible says that when we pray in the Spirit, or when we pray in tongues, in 1 Corinthians 14, 2 and 4, it says that we are edified, we are built up, we are strengthened personally when we pray in the Spirit. The Bible says very clearly that when we pray in the Spirit, even different from just praying in English, there's a spiritual strength that happens in us that we don't get with any other type of prayer. If we want to be spiritually strong, we have to pray in the Spirit more. Both of these types of prayer, I feel like, are neglected in most believers' life. Casting prayer and praying in the Spirit, and they're like, I'm spiritually very weak right now. This is where you start. We're a spirit-filled church. We believe in that, but a lot of people neglect praying in the Spirit. But spiritual strength comes from praying in the Spirit, not just weekly or monthly or yearly, but every day. It says when we pray in the Spirit, we edify, we build ourselves up and strengthen ourselves spiritually when we pray in the Spirit. I think one of the main ways... That happens when we pray in the Spirit is it gets us out of our head and into our heart. You know why you're wore out? Because you're trying to handle your problems right here and the answer's not here. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you're tired. That's why you're irritated. But when you pray in the Spirit, you get out of your head, you get into your heart, and then spiritual strength comes out of you by the Holy Spirit. And we believe in being spirit-filled around here, and it is for everyone. And the more you pray in the spirit, the more you will be strengthened personally in your spirit. It's like lifting weights for your spirit, man. Praying in the spirit. It's so important. But, but notice this verse in Isaiah 28, 11 through 12, and it's actually pointing to the ability to pray in the spirit. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. 
to whom he said, this is the rest with which may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear it. Now, this verse is actually quoted in 1 Corinthians 14, 21, speaking about praying in the spirit, implying that when we pray in the spirit, it brings rest, strength, and refreshing to us personally when we pray in tongues. How many know if we did that, we would look differently when we weren't at church if we prayed in the Spirit? You would show up to work differently. You would show up to your uh, uh, college classes differently. You would show up to the gym differently. You would show up in all these areas differently if you came rested, refreshed, and strengthened. But how do you do that? One of the ways is you pray in the Spirit. Now, I believe in vacations, and I need some. Come on now. Go ahead, Pastor. Just take, take lots of vacations. I've taken like one vacation in about 16, 17 years. I need a vacation. Maybe <laughs> we're like, Pastor, you preach like you need a vacation. Um, no, seriously. I believe in that, but I love this. Smith Wigglesworth said this long time ago because he would always be so refreshed and so alive everywhere he went, even into his late 80s. He would always just be so full of life like he just got back from a vacation. And they said, well, you know, what do you do to refresh yourself or rest? Do you go on trips here or there? He goes, I just pray in the spirit. So I stay strong spiritually and I stay rested and refreshed because I'm constantly praying in the spirit. Are you with me today? This is another very neglected thing that happens even in spirit-filled churches that we neglect praying in the spirit and if we just did that, we would start having more spiritual strength and rest and refreshing. I don't know about you, but I've been in prayer meetings at church. And it's like one of those times where everybody's praying in the spirit for a, like longer than normal. And I, every time I'm always thinking, why do I do this more often? Not that I don't pray in the spirit, but I'm always thinking, I feel so refreshed and I feel so rested and strengthened after I just did that in a prayer meeting. Why do I do that more often? That's a good question. Because we can do it anytime, any day, anywhere we want to. When you want to pray the Spirit, the Bible says that your Spirit will take hold with you. And the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. And you can pray anytime you want. So how do we get our strength back? Well, we're, first we're going to have to pray, but what kind of prayer? Casting prayer? Got to give it to God. That's why you're not spiritually strong. You're trying to carry it yourself. But praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Anytime, any day, anywhere, you can pray in the Spirit. And it gets you out of your head and into your heart. And in contact with the Holy Spirit of God who has all power. And all strength and all ability. And when you connect with him, guess what? You're going to get stronger. You're going to be rested. You're going to be refreshed. You're going to be different. But a lot of times we don't do it. Because why? We think, I got it. I got it, God. I don't need to pray about that. I got it. Do you got it? With that kind of attitude? Do you have it? <laughs> no, you don't. But anytime, day or night, you could just turn on some worship music, and that's what I like to do, instrumental stuff, and just start praying in the Holy Ghost. And every time I start feeling different, 
It's different than praying in English. Now, I feel better if I pray in English, but I feel even better when I pray in the Spirit. There's a different level of refreshing and rest and strength that comes from it. And any time, any day, anywhere, I can lift my hands and just start praying and saying, Just start lifting my hands. And the more I pray, the more I give myself to it, I get out of my head and into my heart. This is where the strength is. You want to get your strength back? Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Stop thinking just because you go to a spirit-filled church, you're spirit-filled. Are you? That's a choice you got to make every day. Maybe you were filled last week, but are you this week? Spirit-filled is an ongoing thing that the Holy Spirit does in our life. Not a one time at the altar, Shondai, Shondai, tie my bow tie. And we need to do this as a church family. Praying in the Spirit has been neglected by a lot of us, and it needs to stop because we're losing our connection to spiritual strength. There's a reason God gave you the Spirit, and it's for power and strength. But you can't get it unless you're connecting with the Holy Spirit of God. One of the main ways you do that is by praying in the Holy Ghost. You're still here today. So we're getting our strength back. We're going to do that, number one, by prayer. But here's the next thing. We're going to do that by repentance. Acts 3 and verse 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that refreshing strength would come from the presence of the Lord. Hear me this morning. Repentance is not a bad word. Everybody always is like, people that haven't read their Bible. I love that. The world always tries to tell the church what Jesus preached. Don't they? Like, have you ever read it? No. But this is what they say. Jesus, all Jesus preached was love and acceptance and tolerance in a very breathy, new age, rainbow blossom voice. Right? Yeah, he did teach that. But you know what he taught more than that? Repent. But when he said repent, it wasn't the way you think repent. Which is, you guys are thinking the guy on the street corner that has repent, turn, or burn, and is yelling at people. That's not what Jesus meant when he said repent. Repent literally means to change the direction you're going. To change the way you're thinking. Not to hurt you or condemn you or judge you, but it's saying, wake up, change the way you're going so I can bring refreshing into your life. So when, when he says repent, that's a good word, not a bad word. And this beginning of Acts 3.19 says, repent therefore and be converted or, or to change that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repentance means to change the way you're going and also to change the way you're thinking, to turn, to change. 
Now, when I say repent, I'm not always talking about sin. Sin's obvious. Like, you're not going to have spiritual strength if you're on purposely sinning. And you know it. You're not. God still loves you, but you're not going to have much spiritual strength. But for a lot of us, that's not the case. It's just other areas in our life that we refuse to change that the Holy Spirit is trying to point out to us. And he says, repent, and we don't then we can't get into the refreshing and strength that God has for us. You follow me? So he says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Every time you choose to change and turn around when God shows you something, you choose to step into his strength, his rest, and his refreshing. I don't know about you, but every time that I have made a change when God said, you need to turn around and go the other direction, it's always brought blessing and refreshing into my life. Even if I didn't fully understand it, even if I fully didn't get everything he was saying, I trusted him enough to say, God, if you say I need to repent, I need to turn around, I'm going to do it. Because I know you know what's best for me and you want what's best for me and when I turn there is always refreshing and strength for me spiritually maybe the reason some of you in here are not spiritually strong is because you refuse to change you refuse to repent you refuse to turn around not just about the big obvious sins but about other things that God deals with you about to change your thinking in that area. I, I love this about repentance. Repentance is not punishment. It's opportunity. When God points something out in your, something out in your life, it's not because he's punishing you. He's giving you an opportunity to be more refreshed, to be strengthened, to be helped. Hear me, we live in such a soft baby culture right now that cannot handle any correction. Hear me. And we take anybody correcting us as punishment. No, it's not. If it comes from somebody who loves you, it's actually an opportunity to change your life around. It's an opportunity to make the right changes. It's an opportunity, especially if it's from God, to get into a greater strength, greater rest, and greater refreshing if God tells you to turn around. Repentance is a key to spiritual strength. Being quick to listen to God's voice and make the changes. I love this quote about repentance. It says, repentance is not when you cry, it's when you change. I think I should go home on that point. Because <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been there at an altar, and God's like, you need to deal with this, this, and this. Okay, God, I'll do it. And then the next Monday, you're back doing the same old stuff. Now, why, why is God bringing that out? He's not trying to punish you. He's trying to bring you into a greater opportunity of his strength rest and refreshing. But that word repentance means to change the way you think. So, so every time we change the way we think to the way that God thinks, it brings refreshing and strength into us. 
So let's think about this. What if just, just simple things throughout the day, you're thinking about it a wrong way, and God wants you to think about it this way, but unless you repent and turn around, you can't get into what he has for you. Just even something as simple as this, some of you go through the day thinking thoughts like, man, this is going to be a long day. No one likes me. I probably won't get ahead. There's no opportunities for me. Now, you're thinking the way that you think, but you're not thinking the way that God thinks about it. And even something as simple as that, if you repent, you change the way you think and you turn to the way that God's thinking by changing your mindset, which is repenting, you step into God's refreshing and strength for your day in your life. Could be something just as simple as that. Could be God saying to you, you don't think right about this relationship. You need to change. Now, now why is he saying that? He's giving you an opportunity because he wants times of refreshing to come from the presence of the Lord. Or or you you don't think right about this situation with your money. Why is he bringing that? Not punishment, opportunity to change the way you think and to get into God's refreshing. Or, or you're, not, you're not thinking right about your physical health. I want to do some things in your physical health, but you're not thinking right about it. When we repent, we turn and we change so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Every time we do that, we gain more spiritual strength. Having a tender heart towards God. If he says to change it, I'm going to change it. If he says to do it, I'm going to do it. And all those adjustments bring new strength to your life. You're still here. A few last things, and I want to pray for some people. We're getting our spiritual strength back, right? So we do that through prayer, through repentance, and through our words. Through our words. This is, a, this is a message that's been preached in our church a lot for 37 years, but I really think over the past several years, I've seen people's confession go in the toilet. Their words have been stout against God and against what his word says. Because why? They've let the pressures of society of traumatic things, of the world around us, of their own feelings, start affecting the way they talk. And guess what? You're not going to have spiritual strength if you talk wrong. The Bible says that death in life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So if you're going to talk death all day long, guess what? You're not going to be spiritually strong. If you're going to talk negativity all the time, you're not going to be spiritually strong. If you talk doom and gloom and unbelief all the time, you're not going to be spiritually strong. Why? Because your words have power and authority. So maybe some of us were dealing with a lack of spiritual strength because our mouth. And God gave us authority in our words that we could change things with our mouth. The book of James says it like this, that the tongue is like a rudder in your mouth, steering the boat of your life wherever it should go. The tongue, 
Another example given in James is like the bit in the horse's mouth turning it to whatever direction it goes. So if your life is going in this direction, which is a place of weakness and, and unbelief and frustration and irritation, guess what? Your words have been steering your ship this direction. I need a, a little bit better response this morning. And we got to be honest enough to say that because maybe the lack of spiritual strength is because my words have been the opposite of strength, of faith, of hope, of peace, of what the word says about me because I will have what I say because God has given me death and life and the power of my tongue. Our words are so important. Look at this verse, Job 32, 20 in the Amplified. He says, I must speak that I may get relief and be refreshed. And I will open my lips and answer. I must speak that I may get relief and be refreshed. And I will open my lips and answer. Isn't that so good today? How do we get spiritual strength and refreshing? I got to open my mouth. Start speaking it. Start speaking it. Start speaking it. Hear me this morning. You and I both know if, if my life is getting weaker and weaker, if I'm getting more irritated and more bitter and, and my spiritual strength is leaving me, it has a lot to do with what's coming out of my mouth. Because I'm talking that. I'm talking the problems. Come on now. I'm talking the unbelief. I'm talking the bitterness. I'm talking the offense. I'm talking everything but what God says about it. And so guess what? My life's going to turn in that direction. And I'm going to lose spiritual strength if I keep talking the wrong way. You want to start getting stronger? You've got to start speaking strength. You've got to start speaking over your body. You've got to start speaking over your mind. You've got to start speaking over your finances. You've got to start speaking over your health. You've got to start speaking over your mind. You've got to start speaking over your country and your nation. You've got to start speaking what you want to see from the Word of God. Because death and life is in the power of your tongue. Job says, I must speak that I will be refreshed and find relief. Meaning if I don't, I won't. I must speak. You have to speak words of faith, words of strength. If I had a dime for every person I've heard say that I'm tired, I'd be a very wealthy man. Everybody constantly saying, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm irritated, I'm burned out, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, I wonder why. Because you're already feeling that way, and then you got your mouth in agreement with that, and you're definitely going that way now. Are you hearing me today? Or instead, you could say, because so many people, oh, I'm tired, it's another long day at work. Why don't you speak some life over your day? No wonder you're tired and irritated at work. What about verses like, as my day is, so shall my strength be? What about verses like, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world? What about verses like, God goes before me and makes a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert? What about verses like, that I have strength in my body and I have a sound and calm well well-balanced mind. And what about verses like that I have God's favor today. I have God's blessing today. I have hope for my future. I have strength for today. Instead of saying, I'm tired. Your words are a matter of life and death, the Bible says. 
And that's a big reason why we're losing spiritual strength. Because if you talk negative and weakness, you're going to lose all the strength you have spiritually. But God has better for us. Now, can I get the praise team to come up for a moment? I was thinking about this over the past few days, and I feel this strongly about getting your strength back. God gave me these several areas to talk to you today, but I feel strongly I want to pray for people this morning. Because one of the ways in the Bible that it says that spiritual strength can come and spiritual strength can be imparted is by the laying on of hands. And hear me this morning, the power is not coming from me. I couldn't do anything for anybody. But I believe that as the pastor of this church, that God can anoint me just like he anoints other men and women of God, that strength can come into your life and come into your spirit, come, in, come into your body and your mind this morning, and you can get a Holy Ghost jump start today to getting your spiritual strength back. Now, once you leave, you need to do what I talked about to keep getting stronger, but I feel like I can have an impartation for you today to impart some spiritual strength into this church family. Because I feel like that many of you are weak, frustrated, tired, worn down, some even on the verge of quitting, and you need some spiritual strength to be imparted to you today. And it can't wait till we get back from holiday. It has to be today. So I want to pray for some people this morning. But when you get prayed for, this is a two-way street. I have to believe in what I'm praying to give you from God, but you have to be ready to receive it. You don't got to fall down to receive it, but you do have to be open to receive it. And you got to mix your faith with mine, the Bible says, mutual faith. That I believe that an impartation of new strength is coming into this church family. Especially those of you who have been weary and worn out, worn down, burned out. God wants to do something new in your life today. Am I the only person that believes it or does anybody else believe this? Because spiritual strength is going to be imparted into this house. The Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. That's how it's going to happen this morning. And I believe he's already been moving in this place during the message, but he's going to move in the ministry time. So we're going to stand up today. We're going to take some time to pray for people. And we're going to worship today, but I want you to all engage with your faith. Yes. Just right now, let's set our hearts and our minds in the right place. Say, God, we believe spiritual strength has got to be imparted this morning. We believe spiritual strength has got to be imparted to people today. We believe that weakness, discouragement, weariness, fatigue will be broken off of people's lives and we believe spiritual strength is going to come in every person this morning that receives prayer. And Father, we make this commitment that we're not going to just leave and not going to be a doer of what we heard, but we're going to do some of these things shared this morning. Things that could 
take away our strength, we're going to stop doing. But things that could give us strength, we're going to start doing with prayer, with repentance, with our words. We're not going to let the last several years in America and in this world make us weak, make us spiritually depleted. But we're going to get our strength back as your children for what we're called to do, but because we need to affect other people. The world needs us now more than ever. The world needs us now more than ever. They need a church who's shining bright, the light of the world, the city set on the hill that cannot be hidden. They need a church that's walking in strength and rest and refreshing. Your joy, your peace. Not a church that's just as frustrated and burned out as they are. And God, I know you can do it. And I know you will do it today. I pray for a Holy Ghost jumpstart for every person in here. New strength, new energy, new passion, new power today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Are you in agreement today? Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.